Oh, fuck. Um, do I still remember how to do this? It's been a while. Nystrom, Nystrom's really getting some good right hands in. Gillies is down with Sandstrom. Somebody better help Sandstrom. Everyone must be held accountable for their actions. You cannot see your star carried out in a stretcher and do nothing about it. Oh my, did Mick plant one on C-card. Wow. You can't put a bounty on a man's head. I just did. The spinning, spinning, who's he going to go after? But just a minute, Al Arbor has won four Stanley Cups, so don't start telling Al Arbor what to do, you and John Davison. This is Coliseum Chronicles The Penalty Box, your source for Islanders Enforcer Talk, proud member of RR Productions. Yes, it's me. I'm back. Jeez, it's been, uh, I don't know, probably four or five weeks. Time goes real fast, and uh, I'll get into that in a few moments. But welcome to episode 102 episode 102, an episode that I've titled, Have You Seen This Man? Uh, Yeah, the milk carton graphic uh, I felt was appropriate since I've been uh, MIA for a little bit. And uh, like I said, I'll provide further explanation to that. But first, as always, if you're on social media and you're on Twitter, please consider giving the account Kali at. (laughs) It's like I've been off for a little bit here and... uh, well, not that I was a professional anyway, but uh, let's start over. Not over all the way. If you're on Twitter, please consider giving the show account to follow at Kali Sinbin Pod. And if you're so inclined, my personal Twitter account is at Joe underscore Lozito. On Facebook, facebook.com slash Coliseum Chronicles Podcast. And on Instagram, Coliseum underscore Chronicles underscore podcast now you know i've mentioned them and even though um, i've been in a bit of a hiatus here i promised joe marisic that i would mention him on every episode and i'm a man of my word if nothing else i am a man of my word so you've heard me mention him the great joe marisic the artist who designed my logo if you're interested in hiring joe for art projects Joe can be reached on Twitter at GraphicsJoker or at LoudEgg.com. You know if you're a Mets fan or a Jets fan or an Islanders fan or a fan of sports radio, you've seen Joe's tunes. What you may not know is Joe is not just a tune artist. He can do everything. Have a look at his stuff online. Give him a call if you need him to do an art project. He's the man, Joe Marisic. Get in touch with him. Now, a couple of my pals who uh, have excelled at the Enforcer-based podcasting. One is the original, original, my friend, brother, Darren, Fourth Line Voice Podcast. Darren is a proud member of the Hockey Podcast Network. Darren's latest episode is part two of his 200th episode. I call it his 200th episode gala. And what Darren did, he, uh, I think he said he recorded around five hours of uh, interviews with different people uh, on various topics. Just uh, fight, you know, some of were top, top 10 uh, uh, fighters from the teams that they follow or teams that they're associated with. Um, there were, there's a few of them. I am, I listened to episode 200 and I am about, 
three quarters of the way through with episode 201, but 201 is just a continuation of 200. And man, you know, um, I think it was Darren that said the average lifespan of a podcast is seven episodes. And uh, Darren just uh, released episode 201. So uh, that's it's nothing to sneeze at. And to be honest with you, for um, us smaller independent creators, um, you know, 200 is a big fucking deal. Uh, I'm scra- scratching here to get out episode 102 and uh and he's at 200 so uh so darren congratulations it's uh it's a huge accomplishment and uh you know we're all in this together so i i mean fuck just congratulations man i i uh i'm really happy that you've uh surpassed the 200 uh, episode mark now uh darren also has a youtube channel and as you've heard me say a million times if you have watched a hockey fight on youtube chances are it's on the fourth line voice youtube channel so uh follow that youtube account as well but once again you know darren congratulations on episode 200 and episode 201 now he's not in florida anymore i think he's in north carolina i don't think south carolina north carolina um alec coden salen the five for fighting podcast also had been on a hiatus recently um He's been moving state, you know, he moved down to Florida and now he's moving up to North Carolina, just a traveling man. Good for him. You know, do it while you're young because the older you get, it sucks. So, um, I don't know if this is a permanent spot for him and his wife and maybe kids one day. I don't know. Code and sailing. What do you think? Um, but congrats on the new place, Alec. I hope, uh, hope things work out there for you. Alec and the five for fighting podcast proud member of six pack coverage and uh alec put out an episode this week the echl year in review he goes over some of the some of the bigger fights this year in the east coast hockey league uh he got really involved with the florida everblades this year so he talks a lot about uh some personal experiences he's had with the the boys on those teams and uh it's a good episode definitely check it out um you know alec like i said he's been on a hiatus as well with a lot of stuff going on so uh while Alec and I have uh, have not put out content, Darren has uh, definitely, you know, just keeps, he's like, uh, you know, the big engine that could keeps plugging away while, while Alec and I have to play catch up. But uh, definitely check out Alec's latest episode, the ECHL Year in Review. Now, Alec also has a YouTube channel and I don't have a YouTube channel. So apparently what uh, I've heard Darren say is uh, once you get a number of subscribers on YouTube, that's when you can start monetizing it. And I don't know how close Alec is. I think he must be pretty close, and I don't know what the number is. But uh, check out the Five for Fighting YouTube channel and subscribe to that as well. Uh, because, uh, you know, like I keep saying it, you know, small, uh, s- small uh, town, small town. <laughs> no, <clears throat> small fries like us, the independent creators, uh, you know, if you could put a little extra coin in your pocket, why not? And, uh, uh, you know, like they, they upload these fights. I don't know how they do it. They must be wizards. Um, but Alec has, uh, uploaded a lot of fights from, uh, the four letter league letter league that shall not be named. It's late here, folks. It's midnight on Thursday. I worked all day and, uh, I just wanted to get this out to you because I know, that uh, there are tens and tens of you that have wondered where I have been. But uh, but hang in there. It's midnight. Check out the Five for Fighting podcast. Check out Five for Fighting YouTube channel and also the Enforcer Appreciation page on Facebook. Um, that, like I've said a million times, that's where Darren gets most of his material for the Sunday shit shows is uh, some of the comments there. It really will make your head spin. So... Um, check out the boys up there, subscribe to their shows, like their shows, read and review it. And, uh, you know, let's, uh, you know, let's, let's get things a little busier for, uh, for us, uh, mom and pop shops here. Let's, uh, you know, let's pump each other's tires here and, and, and do so. If you like the content, definitely, uh, if you have a few minutes, let, let's take care of, uh, take care of the boys there as well. So now. Now it's been a while, so I actually have several entries to the 2021-22 New York and Bridgeport Islanders fight report. 
and we will start with the Bridgeport Islanders. Six entries since the last time we've been together. And, uh, yeah, fuck, geez, (laughs) wow, it's been a while. March 13th, 2022, Seth Helgeson logs his fourth fight of the year. And that was against Tyler Lewington of Providence. This happened five weeks ago. My God, okay. Um, On March 19th, 2022, Chris Terry logged his second fight of the year against Frank Hora of Syracuse. Four days later, Kyle McLean logged his first fight of the year against Patrick McGrath of Utica. And three days later, Seth Helgeson tied Parker Watherspoon for the team lead in scraps with five, going up against Rich Clune of Toronto. You've heard of Rich before. Uh, tough guy there, you know, and um, Seth had his hands full, but Fifth fight of the year for Seth, tied with Parker Watherspoon for the team lead now with two games to go. On April 8th, Andy Andriov, third fight of the year. Oh, God, I, I did not write his first name. So, uh, Wolf on Providence. Andreoff and Wolf, that was Andy's third fight of the year. And the last entry for tonight is uh, former guest of the show, and good friend Mike Cornell logs his first regular season fight of the year against Garrett Wilson of Lehigh Valley. So uh, no video on that one. Uh, I reached out to Mike to find out how it went. But, uh, you know, Bridgeport, it's uh, so today's Thursday, technically Friday. They have two games this weekend. I think if they win both games, they are in the playoffs. So let's hope for that. Uh, you know, big weekend coming up. Uh, New York Islanders are not in the playoffs. Hopefully the boys down in Bridgeport can put up a couple of wins, get in the playoffs here, and uh, give the fans something to cheer about. It's been a crazy year uh, for Islander fans, and uh, not that Bridgeport making the playoffs will make up for the New York Islanders, but, you know, you got you to gotta be an organizational fan. You can't just follow the uh, – well, look at me telling you what to do can't just follow the big club follow the boys down in uh, in Bridgeport and especially now that that uh Aturatu is down there now if you uh follow people on Islanders Twitter uh everybody and their dog is claiming that this guy's the next one and how you know they've been following him I think since he's been 2 years old and oh I think I'm going to do an episode on uh Twitter stupidity uh one of these days it just uh Oh, fuck. I don't know. If you're on Twitter, you know what I'm talking about. Moving on. Moving on to the big club. On March 26th, Matt Martin tied Zdeno Chara in fights with his fifth fight of the year against Nick Foligno of the Bruins. The next night, Ross Johnston notched his third fight of the year against the big rig Pat Maroon of Tampa Bay. April 3rd, Oliver Wallstrom, second fight of the year against, you know, I I used to really respect P.K. Subban. I I don't remember him being as dirty a player as he has been the last few years. And maybe, um, you know, with Montreal and Nashville, obviously they're a lot further away. They're not in the division with the Islanders. Maybe him being a devil is just he's now more in my – you know, frame of frame of view or something, but I, I can't believe what a dirty prick this guy is. And, uh, you know, hopefully, um, you know, he'll have to pay the fiddler one day, but, uh, but Wallstrom and PK Subban on April 3rd, 2022. And on April 15th, Matt Martin took over the team lead in fights from Zdeno Chara with the sixth fight of the year against Joel Edmondson of Montreal. And two nights later, Ross Johnston, his fourth fight of the year against Wayne Simmons of the Leafs. So now you're all caught up with the fight reports for both the New York Islanders and the Bridgeport Islanders. And I am never, ever going to get used to calling them the Bridgeport Islanders. That is just a fact. I don't know about you people, but yeah, I don't know. It's never, it's never going to happen. So. This episode will actually be a lot shorter 
than any episode that I've put out. I maybe in, I don't remember the my introduction episode. I don't think it was too long. Uh, but this one's going to be a short one. There's no real, um, no real topic to talk about. Um, I just wanted to reach out. You know, I, I do believe out of sight, out of mind. And um, and listen, like, how many times have you heard me say I'm not Paul Bissonnette, I'm not Joe Rogan, but um, I do believe in putting out the content. And I do appreciate all the listeners out there that I do have. And, um, you know, I get really positive feedback on the solo episodes, which still blows my mind because this is a show that is an interview geared show. And um, I guess when I get all all uh, cranky old mannish, I uh, people seem to like that. Um, but I, I don't like doing these solo episodes. I really don't. But uh, you people out there provide me some really nice feedback. So this is really just kind of bringing you up to speed. So yeah, like I said, it's been forever since I put out an episode. And that is really not the usual, not because of the usual reason. The usual reason is uh, trying to get guests. And I've actually been pretty fortunate over the last last five or six weeks. I have lined up three guests to come up. And I believe I could also probably have a fourth now that the East Coast League season is over. Um, the issue is time. You know, when I put out, I, I look back and putting out an episode a week back during my COVID furlough, that is, that seems like a million years ago because I don't have time to wet my own ass anymore. Um, so for those, of, I think most people know, uh, for those of you who don't know, I do live on Long Island, but I work in New York City. And basically, uh, my box office job, you, you have an eight hour shift, you can and then if sometimes there's overtime. So you I'm working anywhere from eight to 11 hour shifts. And when you're working an eight hour shift, that's basically, you know, a, a 10 and a half 11 hour day. And if you work 11 hours, you're, you're talking about almost 13 from the time I leave my house till the time I walk back in. And I'm not complaining. I am really fortunate to have the job that I have. Um, it's really just to kind of let you know. When I was furloughed, I had all the time in the world. And it was like if I was a millionaire, uh, you'd have an episode every week. No doubt about it. Because then I don't need to work. I can just watch my money. I, you know, Well, I always said if I was a millionaire, I'd take some financial courses and, and make my money work for me. Uh, I wouldn't just sit there and spend it. I'd actually want to want to get involved in it. But um, fuck, it, it is amazing how little time, how little extra time I have now. Um, fortunately, my next guest is is very busy also. So we're I'm constantly keeping tabs and, and he's busy and I'm busy. So it works out. But I... I <sighs> I have come to expect a lot from myself. Now, I hear some people talk about their numbers in different countries and their ratings, and I see people post stuff on Twitter and Facebook where their show ranks. I honestly don't know anything about that. Now, I know I'm not challenging anybody uh, for, for any sort of title, and that's fine. That's, that is not why I do this. I do this because I, I have fun doing it. And I do this because I think there are certain players out there that need their stories to be, be told and they need to be told by the players. And it's, it really is an honor for me to be able to bring all the stories that I've brought to you so far and the ones I will bring to you in the future, but I will never half-ass it. I can put out an episode a week of garbage. Maybe this is one of them. I don't know. But I can do an interview without any preparation, and it'll suck. And it'll be a waste of my time, and it'll be a waste of the player's time, and it'll be a waste of your time to listen. And I'm not going to do that. So it seems like this past month, every day that I've had off, I am running around like a maniac, which I'm sure everybody listening can relate to, that when you get a day off, all you're doing is running errands. And the nature of my job is it's very rare to get two days off in a row. So my days off every week are split. And let's say I have off Tuesday and Friday. Well, on Tuesday, I'm running errands. And then by the time Friday comes around, it's a whole new list of shit I have to do. 
first world problems, I know. Again, I am not complaining. Just, I just want to give you an idea of why there is so little content coming out of this account over the last little while. So, again, I'm, I've, I guess I put out one of these every two or three months. I'm not stopping the show. The plan is not to stop the show. Uh, but this is probably the way it's going to be now. Um, I really need to make a conscious effort to do this research because I love doing the research, but by the time I get home from work, I, you know, I have a family and I want to spend time with my family. We have a, we have the puppy now. I want to spend time with the puppy. And before you know it, it's time to go to bed. So my, uh, my life is really no different than a lot of people. It just doesn't leave a lot of time to put out a podcast. And I, as I started to say, I've set a certain standard for myself. I think that, um, you need to have some sort of personal pride in whatever you do, whether it's the job you make a living with or a hobby. And, you know, honestly, I, I've heard a lot of shitty podcasts out there and these shitty podcasts may get way more listens than I, than mine does. And that's fine. I, again, I don't care, but I am not going to waste my time and put out garbage and I am not going to waste your time and I'm not going to waste the uh, guest time and do that. So um, the, the shows are going to be less frequent, but um, you know, I, like I said, I, I've set a certain standard for myself and I'm not going to stray from that standard. So um, I can promise you that when I do have an interview on here, it's going to be the same as it's always been. And I'm going to do my best to uh, do the deep dive and, you know, ask questions that maybe they've never been asked before and basically just bring you the best possible interview that I can bring you. And, you know, I'm not going to stray from that. It's just going to take me longer to do that. So, you know, again, it, it may sound like I'm, it's not excuses. I don't want to make this sound like excuses. It's just reasons, you know, and, um, you know, for those of you that have, have hung in there with me, um, I don't think I owe anyone an explanation, let's say, but, but you deserve something. If, if you're, if you're someone that enjoys this content, then you deserve an explanation. So, uh, so I hope you understand that's basically, uh, that's basically where I'm at, uh, when it comes to this show, but hopefully starting this week, I'm going to, I'm going to put aside some time to do some research and maybe, uh, hopefully get an interview out to you folks in, uh, in a week or two. I'm really excited about the guests that, uh, that I've confirmed. I think they all have, uh, some pretty interesting stories. Three, three guys, possibly four guys with completely different stories. So I think it's going to be fun. I just need to find the time. So, uh, for those of you that, uh, have stuck with me, thank you. And, uh, I I'm really looking forward to bringing you some, really good content in the near future but there is a flip side to this and uh this is just something that uh it's something i've touched on before and if you listen to darren and alex show it's something they've touched on before um although i don't think they've ever uh said what i'm gonna say it is for for uh people like us it's there it comes in waves getting guests it it really does um so i don't i think i have a pretty good rolodex of people to uh to call to reach out to to try to help me with guests and even with that you hit dry spells and probably the last few months it's just been reaching out to guys they don't reply uh, and, and I know with some, some of the social media messages, you may not even know you have a message. If, if, uh, I'm not Facebook friends with them or Instagram friends, whatever, I don't even know if you realize there's a message in your inbox. So I am in no way saying that they're ignoring me. I mean, they could be, but I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt. They may not even know I've reached out. So it does get frustrating. Um, I've emailed people. I have, uh, you know, I'm trying, I'm trying guys, I'm trying to get guests. It's just really tough. Now this weekend could be 
a big turning point in this show and the future of this show, to be honest with you. Please hold while I take a little swig of iced tea. All right. This weekend is um, the Islanders Alumni Weekend. Now, unfortunately for me, the uh, the alumni is staying in New York City, not the island. So that limits a lot of my access. Now, um, my hope was to make some inroads with some of the alumni, some of the guests that I've had on my radar for a while um, that I have no way of reaching out to otherwise. Uh, either they're not on social media, uh, nobody really has an updated number or email for them. And there's a few guys coming that are definitely on my list to try to get on this show. If the, uh, if they were based out of Long Island this weekend, that would make things a lot easier. But, and this is something I've been looking forward to for a couple of months now, uh, hoping that, uh, alumni day would bring, uh, bring some alumni that I normally wouldn't have access to, but because they're staying in the city and I have a pretty good idea of where they're going to be at the Islanders game when they, when they gather for the Islanders game this weekend, uh, there's no access for the general public to um, get to them. It almost sounds like I'm an assassin, but to kind of uh, interact with them, is, I guess, is a better word. And, um, you know, to be honest, th this weekend, uh, you know what I'm going to do? Actually, I'm really getting sick of hearing me say, to be honest, or like I've said, I'm going to start um, starting with the next episode. I'm going to put a fine jar and uh, I'm going to every time I say the same three or four things that I say, I'm putting a buck in there every time I say it and I'm going to donate it to some children's charity uh, at the end of every month. So <laughs> the way that I repeat myself it might be a nice chunk of change, especially by the end of the year. But that's my vow to you. Uh, every time I say uh, say certain things, I'm going to put a buck in the jar, and I and uh, I'm going to donate it to a children's charity, and uh, that'll start next episode. But this weekend could make or break this show. It's really simple. Um, if I'm able to uh, make contact with some of the alumni that's going to be at the game, uh, it could be a really good weekend. And if I'm not, it could very well be um, once I do these three or four interviews that I have, uh, I may just put the show to bed. It may it may have run its course, um, and it and that sucks. It really does. I really enjoy doing this, you know, for all the aggravation and um, I don't want to say stress because I, it's annoying. It's not really stressful. It's annoying. Uh, trying to, to pin people down, it, it's worth it in the end when you get that interview and when you do that talk and you're having this conversation, it's hard to describe unless you're, unless you do it yourself, but it's like, you're having this great conversation and, and you have the guests and they're, they're being honest with you and they're telling you these stories and it's, it's amazing. Like to me, it is so much fun to do these interviews and um and it makes all the effort worth it and um so that's usually what happens i kind of reach a point of frustration then i get someone to do the show and when we're done with the interview i'm just energized all over again that's usually what happens so but um this could be a serious turning point in the fate of this program this weekend if uh if it doesn't work out, then, you know, like I said, you may be looking at four or five more episodes. And I think I'm just going to wave the white flag. It, it's just, uh, you know, it, it, it's, 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 uh, it's honestly, sometimes it's disappointing when you, uh, when you have to chase people down. And I completely understand that everybody has their own lives. And, you know, Unfortunately, because if there's any athletes out there that deserve to have made money to set them up for life, it's the people that are on this program. It's the people that are on Alex's show and the people that are on Darren's show that that give everything for their teammates and for the team. 
but unfortunately, many of these players have have not made a ton of money over their careers, and they need to work. And I completely understand that because I need to work. But just send a message, send an email, send a text. Just hey, you know what? I I got your message. Thanks anyway. I don't I don't think it's going to work out. No problem. Um, it's all good. But hopefully, the next time we chat. I will have good news about this weekend because you know what? I was going to go and hope for the best. Now I'm kind of even up in the air whether I might even go to the game. If if I don't have anything locked in place before the game, I may just skip it. So, um, but I, I hope, I hope not. I really, you know, aside from this show, and aside from making some contact with potential future guests, there's so many of the guys that are going to be here that I haven't seen in a long time that I really want to see and just fucking shake hands and, and hug and say, what's going on? And, you know, just be like, man, it's good to see you. You know, it really is. It would be, uh, it would be so great to be able to do that. So I am, as you know, as I, as I claim to be, and, and I think I'm honest a positive person. Um, I think just this Islander Ranger game tonight just annoyed the shit out of me. So I'm probably a little aggravated with that, but um, I'm going to stay positive and I'm going to hope for the best and I'm going to hope things work out for Sunday. And I hope the next time I, that we're together that I can say, Oh man, alumni, alumni day was great. Got to see some old friends, got to reconnect with a lot of people. And I lined up, uh, you know, a handful of guys that'll be on the show and, and I can't fucking wait. So I am going to stay positive about this and, uh, I'll keep you posted next episode. Um, a couple other things that I want to talk about since the last time we, uh, we were together and obviously this is old news now, but if you're in New York, you were, um, you were aware, you were aware, Jesus Christ, it is time for bed, that uh, there was a shooting incident on the subway uh, maybe two weeks ago, a couple weeks ago. And obviously, um, subway crime and subway violence is something that uh, I can relate to and something that is always going to resonate with me. And uh, I, I just, I just want to say that there are a lot of people out there that struggle with mental health every day. And I had a lot of people reach out to me after that incident. And I really appreciate it because I can honestly tell you that I think that day, um, I was off from work that day and, um, I kind of followed the story a little bit. I think, I think because I can't be sure. And I'll tell you why I think so. I think that was the first day I had any sort of PTSD about my incident. And um, the reason why I say I think so is because I had this these weird feelings uh, that I'd never experienced before. And it was kind of initiated by some of the photos that I saw from that day. And the weird thing is it wasn't photos of the victims it was sort of the aftermath photos of the blood on the subway. And there is a picture that I've even posted of my blood on the subway, which doesn't phase me. I've, I've seen it a million times. The, my picture, picture of my blood doesn't phase me. I think uh, there were a couple of pictures of other people's blood from this latest incident that really got to me a little bit. And I don't know if it's PTSD or if it's something that um, I could relate to, but I, I had these really weird feelings that I'd never had before. So, um, and and I and there are people that struggle with, like I said, struggle with this every day. So I'm not, I'll never compare myself to to those who battle this on a daily basis because it doesn't affect me like that. But for a good portion of that day. Yeah, I was I was kind of in in the shoes of those who who struggle with this. It was a rough day, and you know, 
it was just a very weird thing. And then, of course, um, the next day I went on my little Twitter tirade about crime and punishment in this fucking state and the city about how New York City just coddles these fuckers and everyone's so concerned with the conditions in prison for these people who commit these crimes, yet nobody in any position of power seems to give a rat's ass about the victims. We're all so fucking concerned whether these idiots have air conditioning in the summer or heat in the winter. Meanwhile, no one gives a fuck about the everlasting effects, the lifetime effects of these victims. And that pisses me off. And I went on a rant and, and, uh, Andrea called me and she's like, do you need to come home? And I said, no, actually, I feel a lot better after ranting about it. And it's something that I feel very strongly about. And um, I, I won't, you know, this is supposed to be like a, a, a goofy kind of show here. So I won't get too serious. But um, I, 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 I need an outlet, I think, for, um, for I don't know, like, just like I can't really help anybody I don't think like what can I do for these victims they don't know me I'm just a regular person and I don't know like it it's so enraging to me that these victims of these violent crimes are just soon forgotten and meanwhile all these fucking criminals and murderers and rapists and pedophiles <sighs> fucking pisses me off but i just wanted to you know just say for those of you out there that struggle with with the mental health every day that i'm definitely in your corner because i i had to deal with it a, a portion of a day and it sucked so just keep fighting everybody out there that's struggling with it absolutely keep fighting i didn't mean to get serious on here but uh but that happened and um on a somber note, like a real somber note, again, since the last time I was with you, um, uh, God, Jared Burnett passed away, um, which sucks. Oh, God. Yeah, I got to know him pretty good um, when he was in Kentucky and then throughout his uh, NHL career. And... Um, I know, I know that things haven't been easy for him since the uh, the the fight in the the bar years ago. Where I, I mean, he, he's lucky to be alive after that. And I know, I know things weren't great for him. Um, the the t a few times that we had contact, he seemed to be okay. And again, it's you know you can't gauge what a person's going through in a in a DM or a text or something like that, even a phone call, because, you know, if someone wants to create the illusion that they're okay, they can do that. But, oh man, this one sucked. You know, it, it really did. It sucked. And, uh, you know, I, I posted on social media, um, just, you know, like there are a lot of athletes, a lot of, uh, especially a lot of these tough guys where they're, they're all about, the community and they're all about doing stuff in the community and, uh, and the fans and, and Bernie was really one of those guys who fuck. He loved making people happy. He really did. He, he loved it. You know, he loved dealing with kids when I would see him when I, I said that, you know, you talk about the Danbury trashers and I say, you know, I, uh, I met AJ and the old man through Bernie and I'll never forget the game we were coming up there when we said, "Yeah, we'll we'll come up." He was so excited, like it was. He was, he was like really so excited that that we were coming up to the game, and he wanted to introduce me to everybody. And like I, he was just that kind of person, you know. And he he brought us out to to the the you know the suite where AJ and his pops were and everything, and he just showed us around. He brought me. Uh, in the locker room, showed me around there, and just really, really, uh, um, just a good fucking guy, you know, just, yeah, this one, uh, this one sucks, it really does, so, you know, like, you say all the cliches, like, I hope he's at peace, and 
all this other stuff, but you don't really know. But if, if he was that tormented that, um, you know, like at what point do you feel like this is, this is your only choice? Like, I can't imagine what that's like. And, um, but I, you know, I do hope that he's at peace right now. So, oh, that, that one sucked. And, um, for the, you know, for Islander fans now, like we've been, <laughs> we've been hit hard. I mean, how stupid does that sound? I mean, there are actual families <laughs> that, uh, that were hit hard by these deaths, but, uh, Mike Bossy, he passed away recently and that was the fourth Islander death in, in the last little bit. You know, it start. you know, a lot of people think it started with Clark Gillies. It actually started with Randy Boyd and, um, it sounds stupid, but, like whenever I hear people say, "Well, it was, you know, Gillies and and John Podvin and Mike Bossy," I'm like, guys, I mean, I guess it doesn't really make a difference, but I'm like, you know, let's not forget Randy Boyd. And I I never met Randy Boyd. I don't know him at all. But I kind of think when you're when you're part of an organization, uh, you're part of that family. And whether you play one game or a thousand games, like you you can't forget these guys. So, uh, so I'm always going to be the one that's going to bang the drum, you know, f- to keep Randy Boyd in that, in that group, because, you know, aside from hockey player, he was a man, he was a human being. And, um, you know, so it started with Randy Boyd and then, uh, Clark Gillies and then Jean Podvin and now Mike Bossy. I, I don't remember another stretch like this ever for this franchise. It's been, uh, it's been miserable. It's just, uh it's real life misery on top of sports misery for this season with the way the season has gone. So basically what it is, is real life stuff over stuff that is uh, not as important because people's lives are more important than sports, but yeah, it's been, uh, it's been rough. So um, rest in peace, Mike Bossy. And, um, then the, uh, fuck the other day, uh, you guys know that, uh, Kevin Kaminsky is a real good friend of mine and, and his father passed away. And I know, I know how close he was with his parents and he, he lost his mom a little bit ago and, um, now his dad. And, and if you ever watch the, uh, Ken Dryden's home game, there are a lot of parts with, with killer interacting with his family and his dad and. You just, you know, you can just tell when someone looks at someone, just, uh, just how much they mean to them. And you could tell when Killer would look at his dad, how much uh, his dad meant to him. So, uh, that was, I think two or three days ago. And, uh, you know, just, uh, you know, like, what do you say? Like you send condolences and prayers, but like, it just sucks just it's just like what are you supposed to say i just know how close he was with his dad and i'm glad he's been able to uh to coach last couple of years up in larange because even though it's not right around the corner from uh church bridge it's a lot closer than when he was coaching in california um you know but sorry about that killer sorry about your dad and uh Boy, did this episode take a take a serious turn in the last ten minutes or so. I'm sorry about that, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I, I will say this: I will end this on uh, on a positive note, um, without getting specific. So maybe it's not a, necessarily a positive note for you people, um, but it is a positive note for me. Um, whether you know me in real life or know me from the show, uh, I tend to be a, a bit cynical. And I always question, is it really cynical? Because you're allowed to notice patterns. And if the stuff that you've noticed over the years has made you this way, are you really cynical or are you just observant? But I digress. So as a lot of you know that follow me on social media, I have been posting lately uh, posting pictures actually for over two weeks now. Uh, thankfully after all these years of collecting, I finally have a place where I can, uh, display my collection and I love it. I'm looking at it right now. And, um, 
I, I'm proud of it. You know, I mean, listen, there are people out there with collections that uh, dwarf mine, and that's okay. That's okay. This is my collection. What did uh, uh, was a Full Metal Jacket? There are many like this, but this one is mine. So, um, so there are many like this, but this one is mine, and I, I'm pumped about this collection, and I'm really happy that I'm able to display it now. And um, I've met a re I've met a lot of really good people while I'm collecting. And going back to what I was saying about being a cynic, there's a lot of shit that happens on a daily basis that makes me shake my head, especially living in New York and working in New York City. Uh, I mean, it, before I even get to work every day. I just fuck shake my head and just be, and I'm just like, what the fuck, you know? Um, but I, I want to thank a few people out there, um, that really it's, it sounds again, cliche to say it, but, and it's, uh, and if you, if you notice it, it only happens when nice things happen to the person because there has been a couple of really nice things that have happened to me over the last couple of weeks and, um, you know, it's not, I don't know, like, I don't know if they're okay with me saying it, so I won't say it, but, uh, I won't say specifically, but I, I just want to say thank you to two people who did some, who did, uh, a really nice thing. Each of them did a really, really nice thing for me. And, uh, I want to thank, uh, Bobby Phil Cox, an old friend of mine from, uh, you know, when we first started chatting, it was it was definitely over 20 years ago. He's a fellow collector, and uh, he reached out to me last week. And uh, I just want to thank you, Bobby. I don't know if you even know I have the show, and I don't know if you're if you're even listening. But I just want to say thank you, uh, Bobby. Did something really nice for me, and um, I really appreciate it. So, um, Bob, if you're listening, thank you, and. Uh, the other person that, that I want to thank is someone who you've heard me mention before. Um, we throw around the word warrior a lot, and um, I, I've said it a million times. I've been around some very tough people in my life. I've been fortunate enough to be in the presence of some of the toughest people that have ever walked the face of the earth. And uh, they all take a backseat to Linda McPherson. And uh, if you don't know Linda McPherson, that's Duncan McPherson's mom. And if you don't know Duncan's story, I'm not really going to go into it now because it's something I may want to do in a future episode. But it's easy to find out if you're not familiar with Duncan's story. Uh, you can Google it and you can Google Linda McPherson. Uh, most of all, and this is not me trying to get you to buy someone's book, John Leake wrote a book called Cold a Long Time. And uh, it really takes you through exactly what Linda and Bob McPherson had to do to get answers regarding Duncan's disappearance and finally, well, spoiler alert, getting his body back. And Linda is the toughest per and Bob too. I, I don't I don't um correspond with Bob. I correspond with Linda and we've corresponded now for probably over twenty years. Linda's, Linda's a badass. She's the toughest person I know. And Linda did something really nice for me a couple of weeks ago. And I just want to say thank you to her as well. So um, I know I got a little serious here on this episode. I didn't know it was going to turn that way, although I don't know why I know myself. But uh, I really wanted to end it on some some positive notes. And uh, for, for I just wanted to say thank you to two people who did uh, really nice things for me over the last couple of weeks. And, uh, you know, they should be acknowledged. And uh, I just want to thank Bob and Linda again. So, folks, I'm going to end it there. Uh, we're at a little, almost 50 minutes here. And uh, all I could say is if you're, uh, if you're someone who enjoys the content of this show, two things. One, please consider subscribing if you're not already a subscriber uh, on whatever platform that you are listening to this on. And uh, as I asked you to do for Darren and Alex's show, uh, if you, if you have a second, please like rate and review the show. It just gives the show some greater visibility when it comes to people who are searching, uh, fight podcasts or hockey podcasts definitely helps out small fries like us. And, um, and if you're a fan of this show and if you're a fan of the content that I have put out and you're a spiritual person, maybe when you're saying your prayers, Again, because this is really inconsequential when it comes to stuff that you really may pray about. 
say a prayer that this weekend works out uh, for me with the alumni and, uh, and hopefully I'll be able to bring you some really cool interviews going forward. Um, again, you know, me being selfish because, you know, God has nothing better to, better to do than to make sure shit works out for me. Right. But anyway, um, listen, you people out there, thanks for sticking with me. I hope that, uh, I'll have some really cool interviews for you in the future. And, um, that's about it. So, uh, everybody out there, you people, please stay safe. I hope I did that right. Not that I think it matters. By the way, is there anybody still listening? Is there anybody out there that listens straight through the Incredible Hulk theme song or the uh, closing credit song that I put at the end? Let me know. I can't imagine there's a single one of you out there, but I'm curious to know if you're still there. Thanks. <laughs>